Hey everyone and welcome to the Nerd Room where we talk all things comics and movies. This is episode number 39. We're discussing TV season premieres for fall 2016. I'm your host, Tim. I'm Sanjay. I'm Troy. Well, it feels good to be back. I mean, I was missing last week. I feel like I've been like off and on, kind of like an Adam Sandler comedy, but uh, I'm here to stay now. I don't like that you just drew a parallel to yourself. <laughs> And Adam Sandler comedy. He was pretty good back in the day. Like his first five movies, phenomenal, impeccable. But then after that, it's just been downhill. It's been, that's been like fifteen years of downhill. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Waterboy. How long ago was Waterboy? Was that his last good one? Yeah. Was that before Little Nicky or after? That's oh, before, Little right? Nicky was horrible. It was horrible. Yeah. yeah. Pop- Popeye's chicken. Oh my! Fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, we are a comic and movie podcast. <laughs> so I was, I was, you know, I was at a wedding the last couple of weeks. You know, I went to my little brother's wedding, went to two friends' weddings, and you know, it got me thinking about weddings and how to tie it into you know comics, movies, popular culture. So I wanted to pose this question to you guys. I didn't, I didn't prep you guys before because I wanted a real, like, intimate, real, honest answer from you guys. Okay, if there was one previous wedding in a movie, TV show or comic book that you would have loved to have attended and had drinks with all the guests and just be there as a guest to that wedding, what would it be? This is from movies only? Movies, TV, or comic books. Ooh. So anything that's happened previously in popular culture. Sue Storm and Reed Richards, man. Yeah, oh, that's shoot. that's the original, right? Yeah. It's one of the big ones. Yeah, that's it's up there. Good. It's up there. Anyone that the Wedding Crasher guys went to? Yeah, yeah. I was going to say that one yeah, too. One those yeah, would be great. I would have loved to go to see Ross and Emily's wedding from Friends, just for the awkwardness when he says Rachel's name. Yeah. Yeah. Come in for uh, Anakin and Padme's. I'd be right there. Oh, yeah. That was a nice little uh, setup. <laughs> That's like a little intimate ceremony, <laughs> you and C-3PO. Yeah. I'd be right there buffing him up. Uh, Whoa, Troy, what oh, are you doing? Yeah, yeah. Uh, buffing up C-3PO <laughs> in the coat closet there, Troy? He is. Yeah. <laughs> beep, 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 beep. <laughs> It's good to have you back. Yeah. I don't know if you mean that, Tim, but I appreciate it. Editing's a nightmare. It begins. I'm sorry. Did you guys have a chance to go to the Red and White Calgary comic show this past weekend? No, I missed it. Did you guys go? Didn't make it myself. No. Oh, but you sent someone... I sent someone out to get oh. uh, some stuff for me and unfortunately empty-handed, but, yeah. okay. you know, it's all good. Yeah, it's a nice little show. I went <laughs> with a good friend of the show, Izzy Nobre. Mr. Nice. Izzy. Yeah, him Shout and I went, checked out a few comics and some action figures and he was pining over some Game Boys that he did not buy and yeah. is now living with collector's regret. Mm. Yeah. It's a terrible thing. So I hate sometimes that. Sometimes you just gotta pull the trigger. Oh. Sometimes the worst is when you're like, okay, you know, maybe I'll get this in a week or something. And then you go back and it's gone. And you're like, man, why didn't I just spend that extra 20 bucks and just get it that day, you know? Sometimes I have this weird way of rationalizing that out. I'm like, okay, well, I'll just wait. And if it's still here, it's meant to be. Yeah. 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 And then I'm Destiny. like, then I'm like, oh, I got to go back and now purchase it yeah. for $40 instead of 20 Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Always kill myself. So yeah. there's a little lesson to be learned. If you see something, if it seems reasonable, listen to your gut. That's just right. go for it. No, it was a, it was a great little show. You know, I picked up some comic books, more recent stuff, nice. and didn't do any action figures, but they had a lot of stuff there that seemed reasonably priced. It was mm-hmm. a lot better priced than I was expecting it, or I've even seen it at those shows in, in recent memories. Seems nice. like the whole market's calmed down a little bit. That's all right. And I don't know if that's because we've had so much Star Wars, so much Marvel, so much DC on the market right now with yeah. comic yeah. books, movies, action figures, and all that, that everything like more vintage and even the past series have calmed down a bit. Nice. Uh, so we're not seeing that price hiking other than like your civil 
Civil War books are, are still quite expensive. Yeah. But yeah. Even those, you've seen those ratcheted down a bit. Like, you can get the whole set now for like 80 bucks, which oh, is wow. bad. not too bad. Yeah. No? Yeah. It's about 10 bucks an issue, 11, 12 bucks an issue, which isn't too bad. That's not bad. And we get two of these a year, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So okay. it's usually a fall and the spring one, I believe. Oh, okay. Do you see a lot of Doctor Strange stuff or Suicide Squad stuff? Some of the more recent Yeah, much uh, cosplaying movies? going on? Uh, yeah. There's a little bit of cosplay. It's, yeah. it's kind of nice. It's, it's one of those things that attracts some of the cosplayers in the city, yeah. but not a huge portion of them. There is a, a children's cosplay parade sort of okay. thing where they judge oh, okay. the characters and that. Yeah. It's a really cool Ewok kid. Oh, nice. It's really cool looking. Nice. And yeah, there was some Suicide Squad stuff there, and it was more of original art that people had done. Mm, nice. Uh, so some cool drawings and that. That's something maybe I want to venture into at some point is purchasing some original art from people yeah. that have gone and I don't it's not licensed or anything like that yeah. but it is it is really nice looking and it's one of a kind which is nice yeah. that's too. true yeah that's really cool so Tim what would it take for you to cosplay as Harley Quinn at the next Calgary Comic Entertainment Expo Ooh, quite a bit <laughs> quite a bit shaking hands with some pretty famous people yeah <laughs> <laughs> on that note yeah. yeah for whatever reason my wife was watching something and Kevin Smith was on it okay. with his daughter yeah his daughter's name is Harley Quinn. That's, that's, right, that's right. That's right. Yeah. That is the most ridiculous thing I have ever. <laughs> Something heard. else, right? Because I was half asleep when I don't know what she was watching, but I was half asleep when she was watching it, mm-hmm. and I rolled over and I was like, "Did he just call her Harley Quinn?" Yeah. Smith? Yeah. yeah, I noticed that in the uh, Suicide Squad review. Yeah, he mentioned her name because she actually liked the movie, and I was like, yeah. "Wait a second, she's named after Harley Quinn." That's, yeah. that's, that's weird. Right, you know? <laughs> but this was back in the day from the cartoon, right? So she's over twenty years old now, I think. So this is she was that back. Old? Yeah, I think so. She oh, must be between early sixteen 90s, and twenty, yeah. early nineties. So wow. you know, this was more of a Harley Quinn from the animated series. I think is the inspiration for the name, not the uh, Harley Quinn you see. Nowadays in the comic books yeah. and the movie. Like Harley Quinn and like Poison Ivy. Yeah. It's not that kind of. Okay. Yeah. But, okay. So but that would be like me naming my next daughter Princess Leia Padme. Yeah. Insert last as, name. As if the thought <laughs> didn't run through your mind though, Tim. I mean, honestly, Layla or Princess, Princess Layla? Leia. Leia. Okay. You your first. <laughs> Princess Layla. No, Le- Le- Leah? What is wrong with your brain? <laughs> Leia. Princess Leia. Okay. Layla. Le- Leia. <laughs> That had to have ran through your mind. Tim just shaking his head in utter disbelief at this moment, folks. I wish I could take a picture right now and post it to Twitter. Like that that name though must have been on your short list, right? It was, but okay, I won't lie, it did it was on a list for our daughter's name. But then I said out loud to myself, every single time one of my friends says, What did you name your daughter? and I say Leia, they're gonna be like, Oh, like after Princess Leia, because you love Star Wars so much. I didn't want her to have that hangover head for the rest of her yeah. life. Yeah. <laughs> Your Big father named you after a princess from 1977. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen worse people named after worse things. So, you know, I mean, I bet you it's a pretty common name, especially people born in 78. You yeah. like that? You like Possibly. that? Yeah, yeah, there you might go. Be, might be a lot of Leia's yeah. out there. Yeah. Or Leila's. Or Leila's. <laughs> Speaking about Star Oh, oh. Mm. Celebrating 50 years. Yeah, That's happy birthday. Isn't is, that something? Yeah, so first airing in 1966. Wow. wow. Isn't that great? CBS, right? Yes, I yeah. believe so. CBS, cool. The, the show broke a lot of barriers. I mean, first interracial kiss was on Star Trek. Um, it had a cast that was pretty diverse at the time. And yep. even for today's standards, mm-hmm. I would consider it diverse. Oh, yeah, yeah, it broke Definitely. a lot of ground. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, it was airing, so it aired for three <clears throat> seasons from 66 to 69. 69, you have the moon landing. So everyone's already looking up, yeah. right? Yeah. And it seemed that this whole franchise, it spawned 13 movies. 
well, six live action TV series, which span almost 30, 40 years, which is yeah. crazy when yeah. you think about it, right? Yeah. And the cartoon series. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Again, like you said, it touches on social issues at the time, which yeah. were very taboo, right? Yeah. And it broke a lot of ground for different races as far as acting mm-hmm. and being part of a bigger series. Oh, yeah. And then it stemmed into the movies post-Star Wars, right? When you yeah. saw that you could have these space adventures, these space operas, be successful in film. Mm-hmm. And that's when we got the subsequent, whatever it is, five or six films that do star the original cast. Yeah. yeah. And I, I've never been a big Star Trek guy. I know I watched a bit of Next Generation. That was okay. a huge show. And yeah. I think that was like one of the most popular shows on TV at the time. Yeah. Oh, it had to be, yeah. And that's really when I got introduced for the first time, I think, in my life to this concept of collecting beyond just for playing with for toys when I was a kid. Yeah. Because my cousin was a Trekkie. Oh, okay. And he had all the next generation action figures set up on shelves in that. Nice. I remember, I still remember this day going into his room being told not to touch any of it, (laughs) but he had them all set up and they had like, they're on like stands that were like the lapel pin or whatever it's called. Oh, okay. Whoa. For the Star Trek. That's That's awesome. Because Patrick Stewart was from that line, right? Yeah, that's that whole, yeah. I had him, I had him and I had um, the guy with the Cyclops. Uh, Jordy LaForge. Jordy LaForge, yeah. yeah. Nice. Or Mr. Reading Rainbow himself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had those two figures on. Yeah, that sounds very reminiscent. That's cool. That's awesome. Yeah. So, Tim, did it have? Did you have to pull all your restraint not to replace one of those figures with uh, Luke Skywalker or Darth Vader? To be honest with you, I'd never even seen Star Wars <laughs> oh, when they came okay. out. Because that series ran from late 80s to early 90s. Yeah. yeah. And the first time I really saw Star Wars was in 97. That's so, right. again, it was like that, that big wow concept to me. He had to all of them. And they used to go to conventions and get yeah. exclusives and... I still remember that that day, nice. walking into that room and being like, whoa, this is really <laughs> cool. I yeah. kind of want something like this. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, That's Star cool. Trek has definitely laid the groundwork. I mean, Star Trek is the first kind of big fandom thing that we got. You could argue without Star Trek, we wouldn't have Star Wars. We wouldn't have a lot of the science fiction stuff that we have today. So, you know, we owe a lot to Star Trek. What came first, this or Planet of the Apes? Oh. Planet of the Apes was 68 and this is 66. Okay. So probably I think around the same time, yeah. 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 So those those are two of the first kind of big sci-fi franchises, yeah. right? Yeah. And we're using a lot of makeup and you're using prosthetics yeah. and mm-hmm. the, the different scenery that they're using and all those and elaborating more on what was maybe more your westerns and that sort of culture right. as yeah. far as, as TV watching and that, right? And That's it's right. I don't know what, what the budget's. Like, you go back and clearly they weren't that big, but for the time... You know, going off to different landscapes and the yeah. costumes yeah. and and the sets and all that. Like they were pretty big time for a TV show. For sure. Oh yeah. At yeah. that time, like I'm not sure <laughs> as, as far as like if they outweighed other TV shows. Like Lost in Space. And yeah. That yeah. Stuff. Yeah. Did you guys have, get a chance to check out um, the trailer that CBS dropped? Yeah, no. it's a pretty cool montage of everything yeah. that's happened in the last yeah. 50 oh, years. Okay, it's nice. awesome. I'll have to check it out. Yeah, I covered everything from Deep Space Nine and the original and oh, uh, nice. Enterprise, all yeah. that stuff. It's, it's a really cool trailer. Yeah, awesome. and you can really see why J.J. Abrams and that, when they did go back and reboot it, they just split off the time stream. Because yes. there's so much history there. So much. Yeah. And like, even more than Star Wars has. Like, Star Wars had the books, the EU series, but it just had the six films and then it had the Clone Wars, and even now with Rebels and all that, yeah. you know, we're expanding quite rapidly in the Star Wars universe now. Yeah. But when you go back and look at how much time is spent in the Star Trek universe, yeah. and that's not even including comic books and right. books and yeah. short stories and mm-hmm. all the spinoffs that they do have outside of visual media, right? Yeah. And it's it's incredible how big this universe actually is. No. And you can appreciate it more. Like, I know there's always supposed to be this tension between Star Wars right. fans and Star Trek fans. <laughs> yeah. I've never really felt that. Like, mm-hmm. I have my kind of world in Star Wars, but oh, I can yeah. appreciate mm-hmm. 
what franchising did for Star Trek, did for Star Wars. Yep. And there's are two big space operas. And again, it comes down to this competition. Is this a little bit of Marvel DC where you're competing for the, the crowds? So yeah. you're putting that much effort into making a better film, a better product, better you know, comic books and all yeah, that, right? Absolutely. I, I always felt like, with, like I'm, I'm definitely more of a, a Star Wars fanboy, but I always felt Star Trek was cool for the exploration. Yeah. Yep. You know, whereas Star Trek, Star Wars, I thought was more, you know, like the space opera. Again, yeah. Right? More fantasy. Yeah. Yeah, Star Trek was almost grounded, but, you know, just futuristic. Yeah, right? totally. And yeah. the fact that it was serialized, like, week on week in a TV series, mm. that's another thing I was quite envious of, was the amount of content. Yes. Maybe yeah. Maybe you smash that together and you get an average, because some of the episodes are really bad, some are really great, <laughs> yeah. some yeah. are in the middle. And yeah. Then they, yeah. I really liked how they always, especially with the next generation, they always tied from the series into the movies and then spinning out of the movies. So it was like this continuum across kind of your small screen and big screen. Yeah. I always yeah. appreciate So cool. With the same cast and all that, right? That's right. So, so did, uh, what's his name? Khan? Wrath of Khan? So first? he came from the TV like the series and then he was in the second one. The second movie. The second movie, uh, Star Trek II Wrath of Khan. And then he's also in Star Trek Into Darkness. Yeah. 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 Okay. With uh, different yeah. Right. 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 Yeah. Right. So, are you guys? Have you guys seen of the thirteen Star Trek movies? How many of them have you seen? Just the three rebooted ones. Oh, okay. Under J.J. Abrams' Bad Robot, and uh, I'm looking forward to the next TV series. I think it's Discovery. Yeah, Discovery. Oh, nice. I, I, but yeah, I think it's a subscription base. Yeah, so we're talking a bit about that when we talk about, you know, fall TV series and premieres Mm -hmm. and that. But it is coming out on CBS All Access. Yeah. Oh, okay, neat. So it's a pure subscription service. Oh, interesting. So I've been working on this theory that Star Trek and the X-Men universe are pretty much the same thing. So you guys may be thinking to yourselves, come on, Sanjay, put down the crack pipe. But no, hear me out. That's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> right on the head. First off, no. But second off... <laughs> okay, so Star Trek came first, right? It started this whole wave of science fiction yearning for exploration. Actually, X-Men came first. Oh, no, I'm talking about the movies. Oh, right? okay. Yeah, okay. okay. And then X-Men, the movies, were kind of the first you know, interconnected universe. They were the first big superhero film that kind of rebooted the whole superhero genre after Batman and Robin. Okay? Think about it. You have two casts. Well, three now, but you had two casts in Star Trek. You had the original cast with William Shatner, and then you had the next generation, right? So you have two different competing casts. Let's go look at the X-Men. You have the Patrick Stewart-led universe, and now you have the James McAvoy-led universe. So there, again, there's two different casts and two different casts. Then you have different timelines, so Star Trek has like the original timeline and then they go back in time and then when they reboot it with J.J. Abrams it kind of messes up the time stream and you know we kind of went back but we're kind of in the future. Same thing with X-Men. You know we had the X-Men 3 and then it kind of went back with Days of Future Past kind of screwed up the timeline and now we're in like a different kind of parallel timeline with the X-Men Apocalypse universe. So there's that. Patrick Stewart's in both of them. Right? That's another one. Also, different levels of quality. I mean, you look at the Star Trek films, you got, like, some of the best science fiction films of all time. The first, um, the rebooted Star Trek. Yes. That one there actually has, like, one of the highest Rotten Tomato scores in any science fiction movie. I think it's higher than any superhero movie, any Star Wars movie. It's insane how high. Yeah, it's a really good film. But then you go look at, like, you have Star Trek, the first one, Star Trek... I can't, there's a couple of like search for Star Trek colon the first one. Yeah, I think that's what it's called. The motion picture. The motion picture. Thank you. Tim's like your fact checker. (laughs) Always checking facts. (laughs) Um, And then you got X Men, you got the quality of Days of Future Past, one of the 
best superhero films of all time. And then you have X-Men Origins Wolverine, one of the worst yeah. superhero films of all time. And you know, you got you look at the box office grosses between the two. You look at Star Trek compared to Star Wars. Star Trek makes a lot less than Star Wars. And then you look at the X-Men films compared to the Marvel or the DC films. They make a lot less than those films. I'm just throwing it all together. Here's my case. Star Trek is a- or St- X-Men is actually Star Trek. You heard it here first, folks. Spread the good word. What do you think of my analysis? This took like three years to come up with all this knowledge. So This is more or less why we started the podcast. Yeah. We talk to this. This is the only reason why. This is the reason why I became friends with you two. It's like, hey, so you think Star Trek and X-Men are the same? So you'd call your Star Trek Generations movie your Days of Future Past? Because that's when you actually have both of the casts overlapping. Exactly. That's another one, right? You have a film where you have the two different casts interacting. And they both got TV series coming out. Yeah, that's right. We got uh, X-Men... The TV series? The Legion coming out. Yeah, X Men the TV series. Yeah. And then Journey for the uh, Star Trek side. Yeah, so. that's right. So, you know, X Men. I'm on board, Trek. man. I believe you. Yeah, spread the good word. Yep. Next time I see Brian Singer or J.J. Abrams, I'll be like, hey, you guys should do a crossover. You've made the same movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you mentioned Brian Singer. Yeah. Some interesting news that he dropped the other day that Mr. Sinister, who was teased at the end of X Men Apocalypse. Yes is going to be the featured villain, or at least one of the villains, villain. in the Wolverine, whatever, Old Man Logan, oh, or whatever they're going to yeah. call it. Interesting choice. Yeah. yeah, it is. The final um, Hugh Jackman movie. Right? Exactly. Yeah. You think that being teased out of X-Men Apocalypse, yeah. that it was going to be the next villain for that series in particular. It makes because sense. Mr. Sinister is a typical X-Men, X-Men. villain. Absolutely, right? exactly. yeah. Except the only thing I think where they're going with this is that we'll now get, because Mr. Sinister is like the Mr. Clone guy, right? So now we're definitely going to get X-23 definitely out of this movie. I, I, we would have to, right, to keep the Wolverine kind of going on, along. Who's right? uh, X-23? A clone of Wolverine. Oh, that Female, makes sense. Female clone of Wolverine. Oh, yeah, yeah. Who is now has the Wolverine mantle and all yeah. new. She wears all the yellow different. suit. Yeah. 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 But she's been around for a long time. Yeah, Quite yeah. a while. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, she's taken up the mantle recently. Yeah. So, so, uh, so correct me if I'm wrong, but X or Wolverine 3 is supposed to be Old Man Logan? Well, it's a more aged Wolverine we're getting. It's, yeah. it's not necessarily going to be the Old Man Logan storyline, pound for pound, I don't think. Yeah, uh, maybe inspired, inspired by. Inspired by. Because they're missing yeah. a lot of characters like Hawkeye yeah. and, and all that, and Red Skull, and yeah. you can't use particular things with, but I would say, yeah, inspired by. Yeah. You're getting an aged Logan, something that's way far flung. Patrick Stewart's in it. Yeah. Okay. Um, so it is continuing that timeline. But again, I think you're skipping way ahead. Mm-hmm. And I don't know which timeline it's in the future of the original or yeah. the new time stream. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, there's some, again, this X-Men continuity thing. Yeah. They're always switching up on yeah. us, right? Always so uh, it's going to be interesting. My only beef is they had it the other way around, right? We should have yeah. gotten Apocalypse after the introduction of Mr. Yeah. Sinister. Right? Absolutely. That yeah. would make way more sense. Way more sense. Apocalypse yeah. would have been a, should have been a Thanos seed where it's something yeah. over numerous movies and then yeah. eventually you get this big bad. You exactly. get Mr. Yeah. Sinister and you set it up. You get Cable and your Deadpool yeah. movies. And Take your time. Yeah. You yeah. bring all of that out and then all of a sudden it's Oh, it's Apocalypse. Yeah, completely agree. So depending on how this movie is in terms of quality, would you say this Wolverine trilogy is probably the worst superhero trilogy of all time? I'd have to go back and look at other trilogies, but do you think this is superior to, say, like, Blade? Or... I don't know. No, I like Blade more. Yeah. yeah Blade so 1 and 2. Because the Wolverine was probably the strongest one. And it fell pretty bad at the Are end. you talking about Wolverine Origins in there? Yeah, so yeah. Wolverine oh, okay, Origins, yeah. the Wolverine, and now X3. Yeah. That, that's going to... It's tough to... It. Yeah, yeah it, might be the... it might be the worst one. <laughs> it's just sad, because Hugh Jackman's a great Wolverine. He is. 
We just got terrible individual films, but they should have been great. Yeah, even this kind of worries me a bit as Sinister being the villain for Wolverine, right? I would have really liked to see um, Sabretooth. Yeah. Have, have, have like a one good hurrah with Sabretooth and Wolverine duke it out, and you know, that, I think that would have been pretty cool. They've never been able to nail Sabre, Sabretooth, eh? I kind of liked him in Wolverine Origins, yeah. except for like how he, yeah, I liked him. I liked yeah. that concept that they were like brothers, yeah. yeah, and that they fought in wars together, and he kind of went crazy, and right. he had the same character basically, and they went two different paths. You yeah. see, kind of almost like the Logan that you'd expect, like mm-hmm. the crazy Berserker Logan yeah. in Sabretooth, exactly, yeah. and you see the more calm and put together Logan in the actual Wolverine character yeah. mm-hmm. and you see them clash then. I, I liked that concept of it. Definitely. Um, yeah. It just wasn't put together with the background of a good movie. No. no, <laughs> Unfortunately. And, and I think it's a missed opportunity with Silver Samurai, right? I think that yeah. could have been pretty cool well, too yeah. but he's fighting a Transformer. At the end <laughs> so. Shredder from uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Yeah, yeah. yeah. From yeah. the garbage compactor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Super Shredder. Right, yes. yeah. Uncle Phil. <laughs> That's who played him, Uncle Phil. Look at yeah. him. Oh, he voiced him. He voiced him. He never oh, played him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Kevin Nash Big played sexy? Super Shredder. Oh, yeah. shoot. The Wolfpack. Yeah. Woo! Right. So a couple weeks ago, we talked about the announcement of Deathstroke. That's right. We never got your opinion, Sanjay, on okay. this. Is this an appropriate Batman villain from your perspective, from being a big DC Batman <laughs> reader, to be in the next Batman movie? Well, surprise, surprise, but I'm going to have to agree with DC on this one. I think it's absolutely the right villain. And my reason is Batman's never faced a foe like this in a movie before. Someone who's as smart as him, as physically um, dominating and such a great fighter. As well, he brings so many elements. He has a history with Robin and the Teen Titans, so they can try to work that in. There's some other cool Batman villains we could have seen. And Deathstroke is more of a um, Teen Titans villain. But honestly, I think it works for Batman, and uh, the casting is a great choice with Joe Maglia Managala. Maganello? Maganello. Yeah. Mr. Vagaria. Yeah. Yes. So what, do him, uh, yeah. <laughs> what do you think of him showing up in um, Justice League? Do you like that choice? Because we're, we're probably going to get him in Justice yeah. League. Yeah, like, right? I think so. I mean, yeah. the more people, the better. Well, maybe not, but uh, <laughs> they might just seed it. I mean, I don't know how they're going to work him in. Yeah. This is my theory. I think... Bruce Wayne or the U.S. government, because Destro kind of works on as a contractor, so whoever pays him the most... Mercenary, right? Yeah, that's yeah. whoever side he's on. Mm-hmm. Maybe the government gets desperate and they say, okay, here's $20 million, you're on our side, help us recruit these mother boxes or something. And then at the end of it, he just goes rogue or something. So, I mean, that'd be cool, and then Batman has to take him down because he's released into the public. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, that, that's my idea. What do you guys think? Do you think it's going to be something like he's fighting him at the start and then he'd be like, I'll get you later. I've got to go get the Justice League. <laughs> and, like, and that's just kind of left there for everyone hanging? Absolutely, yes. I think that is exactly how it's going to go. Or like Batman and Robin where he takes down Mr. Freeze in the first five minutes of the film. But that's the main villain and now you're already taking him down. Yeah, yeah hopefully like, It could be yeah, something really obvious like, I've got to get justice. <laughs> I must go to my bowling league and get justice. Wait a minute. League justice? Oh, justice League. Yeah, I like what you did there. Another a, a Spider-Man Sam Raimi trilogy casting, eh? Because they have... Yeah, Flash uh, Thompson. Flash Thompson. And they also had... Um, what's his name? Green Goblin cast. He's in... Uh, uh, William Defoe. William Defoe. He yeah. plays in Atlantean. And J.K. Simmons is uh, Commissioner Gordon. That's right. They've taken all the Marvel yeah, guys. Yeah, so uh, Tobey Maguire and leftover Kirsten Dunst. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's, the, be- it's the best trilogy Vicky Vale. Yeah. Oh, that'd be a great Vicky Vale. Oh, you're way too in Kirsten Dunst, man. <laughs> yes. You know what? No, I'm not fond of her at all. <laughs> well, who else Jumanji. She's good Jumanji. <laughs> She's great in Bring It On and Spider-Man Trilogy. As well as 
Yeah, I love how she screams. Melancholia. Yeah, she's a great screamer. Well, <laughs> um, going off of uh, Deathstroke, though, he looks very reminiscent of uh, Manny Bennett from The Arrow. Yeah. Doesn't he? He kind of has that, that look going on to him. I'm, I'm totally pleased with this. I think it is rumored heavily that he's going to be up for this role. And um, him going pound to pound with uh, Bruce Wayne, a.k.a. Ben Affleck. Can't wait to see it. He's, he's a pretty big guy, too. Yeah. He's huge. So you guys excited about this casting? I mean, would you guys now put the Batman film on the top of your most anticipated It always DC was. List? For DC, yeah. yeah, it's always my number one. I, I'm still not really pleased with what I've seen for the Justice League. Oh, uh, I'm, I'm cuts really like looking, a knife. I'm really looking forward to Wonder Woman. I always have yeah. been since BVS. Mm-hmm. And I can't wait to see the Batman movie. Yeah. And if they were to announce like a Nightwing movie, please. Oh, um, that'd be cool. Yeah. But um, either than that, I don't really care too much for Justice League. Yeah. That's what I'm, I'm, I'm into. I'm into a Batman movie. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to have to, I'm going to wait and see. Until DC throws something in front of me <laughs> that I enjoy. Yeah. You like Man of Steel? I did like Man of Steel. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to Man of Steel too. But yes, yeah, that's yeah, right. You can't ride off Man of Steel. For the rest of their no. cinematic lives. watch, you just watch, okay? <laughs> I can't. We can't have like ten movies in and be like, but Man of Steel. Man of Steel good. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking about cinematic universes, yes, we get a gorgeous looking poster for Doctor Strange. Oh, absolutely! This is Marvel's next entry coming out in November. I really like the Marvel movie posters. They always have like this sort of look to them and feel that you can kind of tell it's a Marvel poster. And this Doctor Strange is definitely fits in that category. Definitely. And it's kind of got Doctor Strange, Benedict Cumberbatch, walking towards you. He looks like Doctor Strange. Like, this looks yeah. like it dropped off the page of a comic book. Yeah. So like, cool. And then he's got all, like, the Inception, like... Yes. Got, you yeah. can see, I think, London in the background, New York, and a few others here. Yeah. And it just looks absolutely gorgeous. This one's definitely going on the wall. I wasn't too nice. impressed with the last poster. Kind no. of the teaser poster. It was a yeah. little bit too abstract or... Psychedelic negative almost space like, okay, yeah. almost yeah. Yeah. that there's all blackness i don't like paying for a black piece of paper yeah right and that has something on it like unless it's like i really do enjoy star wars abstract stuff yeah <laughs> go figure yeah. um so this movie comes out in a couple months so we're looking at less than two months away i believe can't wait what are you guys thinking for early box office predictions now we haven't heard of really anything. There hasn't been really a lot of chatter about this. Yeah. Where do you think this is going to land as far as, you know, its initial first weekend run? Is it going to do Ant-Man money? Is it going to do Guardians money? Are we mm. looking at something that's going to be closer to $100 million, or are we looking at something that's probably closer to that $40, $50 million range? That's a tough one. What did Ant-Man mm. do again? 60-something? 57 okay. opening weekend. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's a tough one. I mean, yeah. Kurt Bosch is huge. They got a great cast in there. Yeah. But is he huge in North America? I mean, I, I, I would I would say he's pretty decent over here. He's well yeah, known. He's well, known. well known. Not, maybe yeah. not huge, but he, he's well known. Yeah. Uh, that, that's a tough one, man. It might, it might let's say maybe 90, 90 okay. 100. Yeah. yeah. I think that's a little on the high side. Cause yeah. I think as this movie comes out closer, we're going to get the marketing ramped up higher and For higher sure. and higher. Because um, right now you don't really hear too much about it. I mean, no, you don't actually. No, yeah. but it doesn't really have much going up against in November, right? Uh, though the uh, Harry Potter. Spin-off. Does it come out then? Uh, like two weeks after or yeah. something. So that's going to so be... So it might be alright then because people kind of ride that wave because yeah. they're kind of both magical, you know, movies. Yeah, right? yeah. these first two weekends is really where it's going to make its money. Yeah. And then it'll yeah. run through into, once it hits December, it's going to run to Star Wars Rogue One. Yeah. So Maybe I'll go 75. 75 to 75? Opening yeah. weekend? Okay. Yeah. yeah. I was going to be in the 75 range, but yeah. I'll say 80 million. Yeah. Tim? I'm going to be in the low hand here. I think it's oh, going to yeah. land in between both Thor movies. So somewhere between 65 and 85. Yeah. So I'm going to peg it probably in the lower end of that. So I'm going to say about $70 million opening weekend. Yeah. I'm happy to be surprised here. Yeah. yeah. Would that be a disappointment though? I mean, if you're Marvel and you see this coming after the great Civil War performance and it was like the number two movie of the year 
Then their next movie in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Are you expecting higher? Are you expecting six figures or hundred million? Like, well, when you look at kind of, I got the box office for the Marvel Cinematic Universe okay, here. Yeah, so let's take a when look. you look at the, with the exception of Iron Man, the first installments of each of these movies all did, as far as domestically, less than two hundred million dollars, and they all were kind of bouncing in that fifty-five to. 65 million dollar range opening weekend so i know you do now have this cinematic universe bump behind it so that yeah. gives you an extra 10 20 million dollars absolutely but for unknown properties with the exception of maybe like a black panther which mm. is a known quantity or spider-man which is a globally known Huge. quantity yeah. yeah but something like doctor strange is very similar to ant-man as very similar as thor was and even captain america back yeah. in the day yeah. iron man was a surprise hit yeah. but these other characters are relatively unknown to the mass population like guardians they're gonna go because it has a Marvel tag. Guardians yeah. is an anomaly. Yeah. yeah. And I think Guardians had behind it good marketing, yeah. a mm. very different story, and it had that August window where there's no movies, exactly. right? Yeah. And they hit on something special there with the you know tying in the the score, the songs, yeah. and they had yeah. good original actors and they had a really weird story that kind of hooked people. Yeah. It just worked. And, and space opera, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And we hadn't had a really good space opera for a while. Yeah. Coming off disappointments like I think Star Trek Into Darkness was... Yeah, before, I think, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. Maybe just after. But you kind of had like this mixed reviews of, of space operas. Like a lot of people called Guardians the fourth best Star Wars movie. That's right. Prior to Force Awakens coming right. out, right? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, let me ask the question then. Which movie would you like better? Guardians or The Force Awakens? I like Jupiter Rising the most. Yeah. <laughs> I like Battlefield Earth. I think that one's underrated. <laughs> I, oh, I liked... Uh, you said Force Awakens? Was that the one you? Yeah. Brought up? yeah. Oh yeah, for me, Force Force Awakens. Yeah, yeah. Force Awakens yeah. as well. Like yeah. it's it's I don't know. It's a nostalgia thing. It's a Star Wars tied to the universe. It's that's a such a hard question. Yeah. And because I've dedicated a good chunk of my life to Star Wars, <laughs> a good chunk of my bank account to Force Awakens <laughs> in particular. <laughs> so yeah, I think this is going to do well. You have to be able to have these movies that are telling stories of different characters. And yes, Captain America went from one seventy six gross domestically to two fifty. To 400 and i'm yeah. not saying that dr strange is gonna have that same progression but naturally you're gonna get that and it'd be interesting to see because thor just barely did better on thor 2 with a with a subpar quality movie yeah, yeah. compared to even the first one if they ratchet it up are we gonna see something jump into the 300 millions for thor and i Maybe. think it comes down to quality the ability to recognize these characters and i think the marvel tag does bring it that bump but that Definitely. might only get you 20 million dollars in your opening weekend yeah. right yeah yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm just looking at these numbers here. I'm shocked at uh, Captain America: The Winter Soldier, like less, like two sixty million. It's unbelievable. That's my favorite Marvel movie, and it didn't even beat Iron Man two. Yeah. Like it's your yeah, post, your post Avengers. Yeah, but you're also in a bit of a lull here, right? This is when we had a bit of a quality dip. Yeah, we had Amazing Spider-Man two. But yeah. no, 2014. Was, didn't we have uh, Days of Future Past? Yeah, Amazing Spider-Man two, yeah. Winter Soldier. In 2013, you else. had Thor: The Dark World. Ugh. Right. Yeah. So you Iron Man, Iron Man Three. Yeah. yeah. Twenty thirteen was kind of an odd year for superhero films. You either loved them all or you hated them all. Yeah, I only liked Man of Steel out that year. Yeah, I would yeah, agree. Yeah. I I can't remember what else. I think Kingsman came out too, didn't it? Or no, no Kingsman that was twenty fifteen. Fifteen. Twenty fifteen. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm just shocked. I don't know. Like, what what do you think? You know, we hear all, all the stuff about Suicide Squad. Like, it has to make eight hundred million dollars, or Warner Brothers is gonna be mad and. You know, Batman vs. Superman has to make $2 billion, so everyone will be mad. <laughs> What's the bar for Doctor Strange? Like, you know, we come back in this podcast in six months. Doctor Strange has done its run. The DVD's coming out or the Blu-ray's coming out. Steelbook's coming out, probably. What does it have to jump over 
in order for you guys to say this was a success let's green light a sequel let's get going well it depends how much did the movie cost to make i'm sure quite a bit of quite a bit of money probably right probably the same as uh, double suicide squad was 175 so i'm assuming this is the same probably at least the same and then marketing is going to be probably You're looking at probably 400 all in yeah yeah four or five I'd say it would be okay. Yeah. For the movie. Yeah. yeah. I think there's it's this is a two prong thing. One, it has to be a critical and fan success. Oh yeah. First and foremost. Yeah. No, I don't That's know. The most if thing. you're not getting that, well, <laughs> yeah. you do see this in other yeah. franchises, yeah. but I think for them to greenlight a sequel in Doctor Strange, the same with Ant Man. This you went in thinking Ant Man's a one off. Mm-hmm. People yeah. really enjoyed that. They greenlit a sequel, yeah. Yeah. even though it didn't make a ton of money yeah. domestically. It didn't even break the two hundred million dollar. Yeah. It's received well. It's yeah. received very yeah. well, and and he was integrated back into Civil War. Yes. He's yeah. getting a spin off, so now he's prevalent in the cinematic universe. Yeah. If Doctor Strange can have a good opening weekend that's well received, people like the story, like the characters that are in it, yeah. as well as making probably in that. You know, sub 80, 70 to 80 million dollar mark opening weekend, and then taking over 200 million dollars domestically. Mm-hmm. You double that globally, you make your money back, you spent the money to get the character out to people, yeah. now you integrate them into the universe yeah. properly. Because the next time we're going to see Doctor Strange after this is probably going to be an Infinity War. Yeah. Oh, you think he's going to show up there? I think he has to. He'd have to. Yeah. Because yeah. you're going to be dealing with a lot of cosmic, magical, dimensional. Mm-hmm. The Infinity Stones really fit Doctor Strange as well. Yeah. So you need to have him present to some degree. And I think this is the next Infinity Stone we're going to see. Yeah. They haven't really alluded to it much in the commercials or the trailers. Yeah. But I think that's where you're going to get here. This seems like the next logical step to introduce the next Infinity Stone. Because we got to get those out here because we're coming in. They're starting to film that, actually. Yeah. yeah. They had their first kind of set photo. Wow. They had a... It was like a test where they're testing Josh Brolin in his full suit. No way. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, it was just yeah. a mocap suit and he's that's sitting sick. there like all sitting like Thanos. His throne? That's Not awesome. quite his throne. Just okay. <laughs> so they're starting to film that, I think, in November oh, or early oh, next year. Okay, nice, nice, nice. So here's my thing about Infinity War. I think it's going to be a great film. But the thing is, when you had the first Avengers, you had all the Shatari, you know, mindless aliens that you can beat up and look cool and see Hulk smash. Then Age of Ultron, again, Ultron bots. You can, like, beat him up, look cool, awesome fight scenes. Does Thanos have any, like, minions that he can just throw at the Avengers so he can see cool fight scenes again, or...? Yeah, so he has like an army. Okay. Kind of like, it's more like mercenaries. So he was part of like a pirate crew for right. a long time. If you go back and read uh, Thanos Rising. Right, right, yeah. He's part of a crew of yeah, pirates. Yeah, crew, great, yeah. And you see in Infinity, the series that was in 2013. Yeah. That he does come with, like he's got generals, Corpus Blade and a few others. Oh, yeah. They, they come and they have basically, it's more like mercenaries and evil dudes from space not so much as mindless like aliens not yeah. like a bunch of clones of well you'll have like your kind of dummy like yeah, yeah. henchmen yeah. sort of yeah. thing but i'm hoping that he comes with generals and that yeah, yeah. Some individuals right? yeah exactly yeah. so it's something that they can have you know numerous battles going on yeah. at the same time with these generals like you do see in infinity and then mm-hmm. you have everyone kind of concentrate themselves down into thanos at some point yeah. and he's kind yeah. of sitting up in a ship and finally he says fine i'll do it myself exactly. comes down and yeah. just starts exactly. wiping stuff out so well, that's lazy. the thing with, it, with the, the marvel um <laughs> Like universes, though, I wish they really held on to some of their villains a little bit more so, so we could see yeah. them show up again. Like a Red Skull show up in this, and Loki will probably come back. But you know, a couple of these other villains, if they could have just stayed a little bit longer, so we could see them in this big showdown, that would have been great. As opposed to just a bunch of yeah. mercenaries or the mindless people. Like, which I'm sure we'll still get some big villains in there. Yeah, we'd have to. Dark Illuminati would be oh, unreal. That'd be pretty cool. Well, didn't they just get back um, Namor? They did get back Namor. I just yeah. don't know where they place him at this point. 
if they do, it'd be pretty cool to introduce him if they get Fantastic Four. Yeah. That, oh, that would be cool yeah. because you know the huge uh, love triangle between Reed Richards, Sue yeah. Storm, and Namor, right? Ooh. That would be awesome. Yeah. That would just be fantastic. So. <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> Take two drinks of Troy says fantastic. And he said it twice because he said fantastic four. Oh, yeah. Shoot. So that's shoot. four drinks, people. <laughs> yeah, so hopefully that happens. No, that's going to be awesome. I'm really excited for Doctor Strange. Last thing for predictions. Any cameos you guys maybe oh. predicting was going to pop up in there? Well, I did see one, but I don't want to spoil it because Tim didn't see oh, any of these okay. photos. Okay. Um, but I will make a second prediction. Okay. I think they're going to throw something like a curveball at us. And I think they're going to do, like, maybe where Doctor Strange is going through, like, a cosmic universe. And he might see either a Guardian pop-up through, like, space and time. Or an Ant-Man, like, the little... Wasp. The, the wasp, wasp. Yeah, yeah. Might see, like, original Wasp and, right. like, the microverse. Yeah. I kind of thought about that, too. What yeah. about, like, a Tony Stark or a Cap showing up to recruit? Oh, okay. Mm. Robert Downey Jr., when you look at his social media, yeah. his Instagram, everything... He's constantly pumping him as Tony Stark. Right. Like that yeah. man has fully embraced. Like we went through a period where he was like, oh, "I'm kind of done with this. I don't want to do it anymore." He made a couple movies that weren't well received, and now he is <laughs> literally yeah. Tony Stark. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and he seems to be embracing that. So nice. it would not surprise me to see him walking onto set, yeah. being like Doctor Stephen Strange. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you considered the Avengers, or That'd just doing cool. something so that kind of cool. recapping the whole Samuel L. Jackson from. Uh, oh, Avenger yeah. from yeah. Iron Man 1 Full where circle. he's like, oh, yeah, where like, he's like oh, yeah, have you thought about the Avengers initiative or whatever he says right yeah. I, Just... I thought of what he's going to say okay so Cap's going to come in to Doctor Strange he'll be like there's a man who comes in on the king tide in the winter <laughs> when the people are cold <laughs> he brings fish with him the king tide was last night and then Doctor Strange goes speak and then that's how it starts what if that happens that won't happen <laughs> <laughs> Is she with you? Yeah. Oh, she's with you. <laughs> Black Widow's just standing there. It's like, Steve, Like you, I've been in three of your movies. I clearly. literally came with you to get Doctor yeah. Strange. We have the same healthcare plan, Steve. Like, come on. You're at my sister's wedding. You remember Ursula? White Widow? Does she have a sister? <laughs> just asking. I mean. I don't think so. Anyways. <laughs> next week is the big season premieres for the majority of TV series. So we're going to talk this week about some of the more comic book related TV shows, what we're looking forward to, where they kind of left off, and going into October where we have the big premieres for the CW. We're going to recap some of that stuff and just talk about TV shows in general because we're all big TV watchers yep. here, where we can fit it in, where the DVR allows us to watch it. <laughs> yeah. That's where fall TV is kind of changed. If you remember 10 years ago, the big debuts of TV shows were always in the fall. Mm-hmm. And it was exclusively on your networks. And you yeah. still had your HBOs and that. But oh, yeah. now it's shifting from your conventional network TV watching to more of your streaming subscription services like Hulu, Amazon Prime, and Netflix. And they seem to be shifting the focus of how people watch TV and how people get the quality television shows. When, I, when we look at this and we run down some of the TV series that are debuting... And compare and contrast them to what's available on your streaming services, there's a big difference in quality there. And I don't know if it's a money thing mm. or if it's a time thing or what it is, but I'm seeing a lot better quality shows showing up on these subscription services than you are on your network TV shows. Yeah. yeah. I was listening to this one interview and this guy who wrote a book about the changing landscape of TV said, you know, when you have a Netflix or an Amazon Hulu, Amazon Prime or Hulu, 
they can go and green light an entire season. They don't have to wait for ratings. They don't have to shoot a pilot because they own everything. So they can just go in like House of Cards. They shot 13 episodes and they can do that. Whereas, you know, the traditional big networks would have to shoot a pilot, yeah. see how it's received. And then they would probably get, you know, director's notes or writer's notes or executive notes or what, whoever's notes. And they'd have to go and make changes. I mean, go back to the first Simpsons. How much different is the first three episodes from the rest of that series? Whereas with these, you know, these subscription services, they can shoot all 13 episodes and have the exact same quality and um, style throughout. I mean, not necessarily it's a bad thing. Like the Simpsons change for the better, but sometimes they don't. So and that's true. And like when you look at a lot of the TV stations and networks now, they're doing what's called an over the top subscription. So you have your basic cable network like CBS. Okay. But now they have CBS All Access. Yeah which they're now putting shows onto, which is going to include Star Trek Discovery, right. as well as Big Brother, which yeah. is a guilty pleasure of mine. Yeah. Mine too. Who's going to win? Ooh. This year? This season? Yeah, yeah. My prediction is Paul. Paul? I'm going to go with uh, Corey. Corey, okay. Yeah. For those of you that watch Big Brother, that, that will mean something. For those yeah. who don't, it doesn't matter if I ignore that. <laughs> but Anyways. If, if we should replace a friendly bet on this. Like, if I win, you got to buy me a pop at Doctor Strange. And if you win, I'll buy you a pop at Doctor Strange. Make it a beer and we got a deal. <laughs> Excellent. We need to include, um, what's it called? Sound of hands shaking. I will not edit that in. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, HBO offers something similar. So you have your HBO Now, which offers a way to watch Game of Thrones oh. without actually subscribing to HBO on oh. your network television. So it's a reasonable way to watch Game of Thrones without having to go to a pirate service or whatever, oh. right? Yeah. So you're looking at TV stations that are now supplementing with subscription services. And when you have that, you also have their back catalog and their most recent episodes that are loading onto this as well. So at what point do you think we're going to see a shift from your classic traditional TV watching where you pay Shaw or Telus or whoever 200 bucks a month to get a myriad of TV shows and channels and all that, three quarters of them which you don't watch, to where you go and say, I want CBS, I want CW, and I want whatever else, right? HBO. And that's all I'm going to get. And you get some exclusive series, you get Netflix in there as well, yeah. and a few others, and you kind of get completely away from what's been your TV watching for the last 50 years, 60, 70 years, right? Yeah. It's closer than you think. I mean, didn't they just pass a law in Canada where you can no longer um, just bundle your your TV channels? So you can unbundle and just select the TV channels that you want to purchase and pay for? Yeah, so we just went through a recent where we kind of looked at our Shaw and Telespills and all that and went yeah. back through. And they do now have where you can go bundle this and you can pick individuals. But again, it comes down to a cost thing. Yeah. Like sometimes it's still more expensive to get 30 channels rather than... 100 but mm -hmm. you only want the 30 are included in that right yeah and so it does come down to a bit of cost management in there and it, it's really what you want because the problem with some of the bundles is you get like hbo in a bundle and you get five other tv stations that you never watched yeah and it was the only station you watched in there but now with these subscription services the way they're going it allows you to get away from that and so you can see probably these television providers and all that are going to start hurting as well oh yeah Oh, yeah. Because you got Show Me that started was a, I think, a Shaw thing as well. Like, they're at least linked to it. Yeah. Where it was kind of showing TV shows and it was kind of linked. And once you got Shaw, you also got Show Me mm -hmm. as part of the subscription service. I don't know. It's it's really, when you look at what's coming out and you look at it, like I said, compared to 
what we're getting on these subscription services, there's a big gap. And that gap is getting wider and wider. That margin is huge. Because mm-hmm. the first reviews we're hearing out of Luke Cage is that it's the best Marvel series yet. Wow. Yeah. This is high praise. Yeah. yeah. Like, better than Daredevil and all that. So, oh, man. What? Here we go. So, September 30th. Yeah. It's going down. Okay. Oh, wait, wait. Force Friday. Force oh, Friday. Oh, see? Yeah. I pay attention. We just <laughs> talked about it literally before we aired. <laughs> You just learned about the force actually yeah. last week, right? Well, it awoken in me, so. <laughs> oh, I love the references. <laughs> as far as the TV series that are debuting this fall, yes, we're going to go through the ones September, or October. I want you guys to be thinking about a bit in the background is what TV series are keeping you paying your cable bill, okay? And not just saying I'm done with this. I'm going to go subscription and I'm going to watch these online because I can watch arrow on cw.com for free i can watch big brother on cbs.com for free right and just getting away from that whole concept and just saying i'm gonna pay 10 bucks a month for netflix i'm gonna pay 15 for hbo on the go or whatever it's called and i'm gonna pay five for cbs all access and that's it so i I, i'm kind of curious as to what's keeping people coming back to these networks and if there's particular shows that you can't get anywhere else because a lot of these shows if you wait to the end of the season they pop up on netflix or something else right show me whatever Mm -hmm. and so you can get a lot of these tv series going forward so we're gonna focus a bit here on the comic book tv shows because that's primarily what i watch Mm -hmm. and then i've got a few guilty pleasures in here as well (laughs) all right as far as comedies go but uh let's start in september and basically it's next monday the 19th, where we see the debut of a lot of TV shows like Big Bang and Lucifer comes in. Ooh. I heard good things about that one. Yes. Lucifer yeah. with our good friend Brady Roberts was in the first episode. Yes, he was. You can check him out. Also debuting on Monday is Gotham. Have you guys kept up with... We used to come over and watch that with you back in yeah. the day, and then we had babies. Yeah, and that ended. And that <laughs> ended. No, I, I left that show. You know, I liked Gotham. The first season was, mm, was okay. And then they yeah. introduced this really cool young character that was... You know, being speculated as the Joker. Yeah. And then they, oh, yeah. Spoiler alert, they killed him off in season two. What? They killed him off in season two. They introduced the Court of Owls, which was cool, but That's still cool. not enough. So I, I, I left, and that show is just, I don't know. It's, it's, it doesn't have a small head, Smallville head, you know, where yeah. it is leading to that um that Superman, that young Superman. Yeah. Bruce Wayne's just far too young for it's me to care about the character. It's not anchored by a Batman. No, yeah. it's just Commissioner Gordon, and, you, and even still, you just don't care about him. He's never going to become Batman in the show unless they do a big time jump, uh, which yeah. they won't do. Batman, the Batman arc should have been the arc that Commissioner Gordon's having. Yeah. yeah. And even if you want to change it up and have Bruce Wayne become a junior police officer or someone yeah. on the beat or whatever, yeah. right? Yeah. And change that up a little bit. Yeah. And have him getting that same experience and have Gordon there, but as a slightly older authority figure or um, someone that's training him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the fact that they've introduced all these cool villains, because the Rose Gallery is unreal. It's unreal, Batman. right. But yeah. they're all older than him. Exactly. <laughs> Way older. It's yeah. Batman, he's going to be 20 fighting 45-year-old men. Yeah. <laughs> See, when they first uh, introduced this Gotham, I thought the concept was going to be like, let's take year one and yeah. just do like five years and just have like a slow burn with this. And then kind of have like a flashback thing yeah. going on like um, Arrow. Yeah. Of him training in like um, oh, Japan yeah. and whatnot. And you could just do like good two, three seasons and just take your time with every individual character mm-hmm. and um, villain. I thought that would have been pretty cool. Like a year one aspect where he's just as vigilante. Yeah. He's not the bat yet. That would have been cool. Yeah. yeah. It's something that I like to see because I do like seeing some of the lesser villains that don't really get the spotlight. Like Penguin's heavily involved in the series. He's and... the best in that. I think. Yeah. 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 And like, you know, the last time we got Penguin in popular TV was Batman Returns, which was like 30 years Danny ago. Danny DeVito. Yeah. 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 When he was an actual penguin for some reason. Fish, like real fish. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He ran for mayor. 
Oh man, such a great film. Yeah. Well, maybe not, but I liked it. <laughs> so are you guys still keeping up with the show? No, no, no. no I'm done on this. I haven't watched this since probably about halfway through the first season. Yeah. I don't plan on returning. I might pick it up. Here. I might pick it up. I mean, I do have some more time. The problem was with me, I was studying for my CFA exam. So pretty much January to the beginning of June, I was MIA. So I missed a lot of good TV the last like four or five years. So I might come back to it. You know, I'm really glad we're doing this because... I don't watch a lot of TV nowadays, so you guys can fill me in and say, hey, Sanjay, watch this, and I'll take your opinions for it. I want to throw this one out here for you, then. All right. One of my favorite shows on network TV right now is Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, I knew you were going to bring that up. Yeah. Waiting for it. Yeah. So that debuts Tuesday, September 20th, and okay. it's shifted from an 8 o'clock time frame to now a 10 p.m. So it's starting to look like it's getting pushed <laughs> to the back of ABC's priority list. And when does the debut, sir? Next Tuesday, Next the twentieth Tuesday, of September. 20th. Okay. So this is this fourth season, and it's been heavily teased, and we have promos now with Ghost Rider. That's right. Yes, right. Reyes, and it's full on the flame charger. Saw the jacket. Yeah, the Nicholas jacket. Cage is coming back. So this isn't your typical Nick Cage. Wait, Ghost what? Rider. Yeah, it's not Johnny Blaze. No, no? no. it's a Robbie Ray's. So it's a, a different. <laughs> oh, Ghost like Johnny Blaze, Robbie Ray's, the rhymes. Yeah. So what do I got to know about Robbie Ray's for Sanjay, who knows nothing about Robbie Ray's? You don't really need to know much. Okay, He's I'm in from the all new Ghost Rider series, which recently came out. Okay, and so I think that they're using this character because maybe Marvel said you can't use Johnny Blaze. But you can use the concept of Ghost Rider. So he rides in a charger, not on a motorcycle. He does what? have the flaming skull. Okay. And I don't know how they're going to integrate that into the series. There was a promo image that did have him with the jacket and the skull. Oh, The flaming okay. skull. Okay. But I don't know if that was real or not. Because it didn't look great. Right. Oh, okay. And that's the big fear for the show is that you do this, but you don't do it well. Right. Like and... the movies? <laughs> Well, yeah. <laughs> so he looks like he's going to be somewhat of an antagonist, at least for the first part of the series. Yeah. Because okay. coming out of season three, you had basically more or less the end of the Inhuman storyline right. for now. You had the death of Hive, which was actually Agent Ward, and which was kind of one of the controllers of the Inhumans. So they're really playing off that arc. And you see a big status quo change coming out of that, where Coulson's no longer the director of S.H.I.E.L.D. anymore. Quake, who is the main character, Daisy Johnson, isn't part of the team coming out of Season 3 and presumably into Season 4. She's more of a vigilante type. And you see the team kind of fragmented and segregated into less of the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. that we're used to. So the one thing that Agents of the S.H.I.E.L.D. have done consistently throughout the last three seasons is... Each season has been a big status quo change. Right. Mm-hmm. We had the first season, which isn't fantastic. I stuck with it because it was Marvel. But then you got your second season where you have your tie into Winter Soldier and a big status quo change where S.H.I.E.L.D. falls. Right. So the whole premise of the story, the foundation of it, is completely destroyed. And then coming into the third season, it was all the Inhuman storyline. Right. So big status quo change there as well. And then coming out of this one into season four, it's again something completely different. So they're having to constantly tweak their storyline to make it interesting. And they do things quick, which I like with Agents of the Shield. It's not like they're going to drag out this Ghost Rider thing for 10 episodes. Then you have the Ghost Rider reveal. It's like, no, first episode, it's the... Oh, okay. So how do you you feel with Ghost Rider? It feels like a weird fit, hey? Yeah. Ghost Rider coming into this this universe of uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. you know, because they deal with like um, the aftermath of Winter Soldier and like yeah. you mentioned um, Inhumans. It yeah. seems like a weird choice to go with this. Um, yes and no. I think st- with season three it showed that they could 
pave their own way because mm-hmm. the previous two seasons really relied on the fallout from different storylines that were in the movies mm-hmm. from winter soldier they even did a really silly thor the dark world fallout where they're actually <laughs> heard about that. going and cleaning up oh, what no. thor. Like, oh my god that thor he <laughs> did this again and they're picking oh, up stuff. just the store yeah. <laughs> he was here. here oh he's off screen you can't yeah. see him but honestly chris hamster yeah you know. they did a nice little tie to age of ultron so Coulson supplied Nick Fury with the helicarrier. Okay, he said, "Oh, I got it from an old friend." Yeah, and they do show that in yeah. the this, in the episode after Age of Ultron debuted. Okay, and then there's also a nice little tie to Civil War. It's kind of in the background, and they had this underlying theme about this idea of being put on a list and the government going to come and keep track of people. And so you saw that similar theme built in from Civil War nice. into Agents of Shield. Okay, cool. So it's quite good. It's yeah. better integrated. And it's also paving its own path. So it's not relying on the movies. So you don't have to wait until May, essentially, to get something relevant coming out of the show. Something right. relevant is happening right away. So for guys like me and Sunday, do you think yeah. we could jump into this? After, you know, with them going into um, Ghost Rider? Or would we probably have to go back? It seems like something you'd have to be following. Yes and no. I think that this season in particular, and because they're continually changing what the storyline is about, yeah. I don't know how many characters are coming into season four that are actually prevalent in season three okay you could even go back and watch the last couple episodes of season three to get an idea because this is other doctor dr radcliffe and they're introducing life model decoys into this nice. season as well yeah. so that's something that was just teased at the end of season four so you're going to get a little more of that cool. it's like a comic book right it's yeah. like jumping mm-hmm. into a all new marvel number one yeah you can do it you can pick up on the characters you know who colson is you do a little bit of your own research and you yeah. can figure out who quake is daisy johnson and some of the other characters like mac but really, you're going into a whole new storyline with a new villain and a new premise, a new shield, essentially. Right. And so you can pick up on a lot of the dynamic, I think, right out of the gate. I don't know if you necessarily have to go back and revisit all that. Yeah. I would recommend, if you're going to go back, to go back to, and if you have the time to do it, the Winter Soldier tie-in. Nice. Okay. And going forward from there. Because that's you, Okay. Yeah, you get a lot more superior episodes coming out of that. Because the, the whole second season was waiting for that reveal. Yeah. And it was just this weird build up to that. And it was like, you're always fighting Hydra or a little sex of Hydra. And it was always about the super soldier serum or some sort of program they're trying to make super soldiers until that happened. And then it changed. And then you got more integration of this show with Guardians of the Galaxy as well. Because you get the Kree showing up in certain oh, episodes, yeah. you know, because that all involves with the inhuman evolution and how they were, how they came to be and all that and different planets. And so yeah. there's that nice integration there, which is really cool. Cool. So it ties into nice. Guardians really yeah. well. But anyways, it's it's one of my favorite shows. It's Some people consider it a guilty pleasure because it's not fantastic. It's not on the level of... <laughs> Take another people... drink, he said, fantastic. <laughs> it's not on, maybe on the level how people praise Flash in that. Right. Yeah. But I still really enjoy it as a Marvel fan and as getting you that cinematic universe that holds you over yeah. until, until, the the, until you get to the next movie. It's, nice. it's great for that. So Ghost Rider doesn't have the motorcycle, eh? That's... No. Okay, okay. Okay, well, you know what? I'm I'm into new ideas, so I'll give it a shot and I'll set it to the PVR when I get home today. Good stuff. So, today being the next day, Wednesday, the 21st of September, the Goldbergs. The Goldbergs. Oh, oh about Bill Goldberg and his undefeated streak on WCW. No. Oh, because I would have been sold on that one. <laughs> oh, that would be so sick. Like a documentary about that. Yeah, I love Goldberg. Oh man, oh, Goldberg. Yeah, had the spear, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, it's a, it's a TV show following a family in the 80s. Oh, that's right up my alley. Fantastic. Nice. It's Take a comedy. It's really good. Yeah. It has 
tons of great references to Star Wars and nice. Transformers nice. and all that. And it focuses really, it's it's narrated by Patton Oswalt. Okay. And he's the older version of the kid, the smallest kid that's in it. Cool. And it's cool. him going through adolescence and being kind of a dork. And it, oh, it's yeah? kind of the kind of Freaks and Geeks vibe. Like a Wonder it. Years almost kind of feel? Yeah. Nice. Life yeah, with Louie. Yeah, Louis Anderson. Oh, the yeah. cartoon. Yeah, I remember that one too. Yeah. See, Troy gets my reference. <laughs> I get them. <laughs> yeah, I'm just not pleased with them. <laughs> or Bobby's World with Howie Mandel. Bobby's World is good. Yeah, yeah that's good shit. Fantastic. <laughs> and then also debuting that night is this new Lethal Weapon TV show oh, with yes. Mel Gibson. Yeah, because no. they, they they canceled the Rush Hour one already, which yeah. looked horrible. Yeah, and this doesn't look much better. No, with, uh, Damien Wayne, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. What are you doing, Damon? Go make a scary movie six. Stop pittering around yeah. in this shit. Calling you out. to that one. Yeah, no. Anytime they make a TV show based on a movie, it never works out. You do the other way, sometimes it does. I can't think of any examples They did the right movie now. of Miami Vice, which wasn't so yeah. good. Yeah. 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 But yeah. sometimes it does so, good. Sometimes. Yeah. sometimes. The next day we have the Thursday the 22nd is How to Get Away with Murder, another one of my guilty pleasures. I need to get back into that, because that that's show with, is pretty good. That's with your girl, Amanda Waller. Yeah, yeah. Should I be worried Milo that Davis, Davis, right? yeah. Yeah. Should I be worried that you two watch a show called How to Get Away with Murder, and I'm right here? And so if I don't show up on a podcast for a couple of weeks, guys, they killed me. Yes, but it's got to be like months. <laughs> sometimes, you, sometimes you disappear for weeks on end. I can't even get you on email or text message. Anyways, and we have MacGyver debuting on oh, Friday. Boy. Revisiting and rebooting. Old TV shows wow. and movies. Is so. it Richard Dean Anderson? The it's a lo- kid from, what do you call it? X-Men. Oh, Havoc? Yeah. Oh, yeah, because they had oh, a really? big brother okay. thing tie in with it. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, Havoc's playing MacGyver here. Wow. It looks like it's not going to last. No, no, probably not. Do you guys uh, remember from The Simpsons when Patty and Selma were like in love with Richard Dean oh, Anderson? Yeah. That was classic. And then they capture him in one episode and they're showing him like their slides of all their vacations. Yes. So I mean. one of them is like the Carriage House Inn in like Alberta, Canada. <laughs> really? Yeah. So if you go back at one of their slides, like this is us visiting the Carriage House Inn in Alberta, Canada, and he's just like, "Ah, oh, kill me now." <laughs> wow, did not know that. Yeah. So a little, a little Easter egg for you Albertans in the YYC. And so debuting on Saturday, September twenty fourth. Oh, here we go at eight thirty. We've discussed it in quite a bit of detail. Oh yeah. Our excitement level. For Star Wars Rebels. Rebel, yes, Rebel. Here we go. Your face is the a mess. follow up to the season two, right? Yes. Oh my the, goodness. The season of Thrawn. Mm-hmm. This is going to be just incredible TV going on here. Yeah, so we have the first six episode titles revealed this past week. Oh, yeah. Okay, shoot them up. The first episode is a two-parter. It's called Steps into the Shadows. Nice double oh, episode. Yes. Double entendre. Yeah. Shadows can mean the darkness or the dark side. Very well done, Sunday. <laughs> this could be Ezra stepping towards that way. Yeah. Head of the light. Yeah. Then we have Holocrons of Fate, which ties in nicely to the last season. season oh, you two. don't have to yes. tell me. I knew that. The Antilles Extraction, which oh, is going to be awesome seeing White Antilles. Right there, right? Yes. Then Hera's Heroes, and then The Last Battle. So one prediction quickly going into this. Who do you think is going to bite it in this uh, this season? I mean, who knows? But do you have any idea? Do you have a feeling that this character is not going to make it out this season? I guess, <laughs> I'd like to say Kanan or Ezra. Yeah. Is who I'd really like to say. Yeah. But I don't know. Like, I don't know if they do something that shocking. Yeah. Yeah. With, yeah, they're pretty important characters. Yeah. Pretty big. Because especially they're already doing season four. My money's on Hera, though. I think yeah. Hera's going to... She's such a popular character, though. Yeah. Daughter of uh, Shabs and Dula. Yeah. I think she's going to... You can't kill a popular female character in 2016. Well, it's never going to fly. They're paying a lot of attention to so, the other... Exactly. So yeah. I think she'll she'll stick around. 
Yeah. I think she might be a love interest even. Interesting. For uh, Ezra. So, Shor, do you, do, you, do you think it's time that we reveal? It's time to drop it, yeah. So, we're going to be doing a spinoff podcast. A Rebels After Show. So, mm-hmm. it's going to be a weekly podcast under the Nerd Room feed. Yep. Ooh. It's going to be discussing the fallout from each individual episode Ooh. of Star Wars Rebels. So, yes. it's going to be coming out on the Monday morning. Yeah. Okay. And it's going to be on YouTube. It's going to be on our Podbean feed, yeah. iTunes, iTunes, and all that. Oh. And that's going to be us exclusively talking about Rebels. It's going to be about a 20 to 30 minute yeah, episode. Keep it short. Yeah. Keep it short and we'll be discussing everything. Yeah, likes and dislikes. Yes, likes, dislikes, pointing out maybe some ties to maybe Rogue One, mm-hmm. some ties to maybe the old EU. That's right. Just discussing around things and just kind of going over for you guys to help understand a bit more what's going on in the Star Wars Rebels universe, how it ties to the greater universe, and also gives us opportunity to absolutely just gush about Star Wars Rebels and oh, not yeah. take up all the airtime on this podcast. Exactly. Make it a little easier on Sanjay. <laughs> exactly. What do you mean? I came up with the darkness metaphor. What did you guys come up with? Okay, I'm sick of carrying all the Star Wars chat with you two. I'm glad you guys are getting your own separate form. But honestly, I'm, I'm proud. I'm happy for you guys. I think it's going to be great. And, you know, who knows? I could get into this Rebels business. Um, is this the first season? Third. Third? So, okay. Well, eventually, are you guys can take callers, like Talking Dead? We'd love to take questions, anything, you know. Yeah. We, we really want to get, you know, the comment boards live. And yeah. we, we want to hear your guys' output out there, for sure. You can always reach us on the hashtag, enter the nerd room, and yep. I'm sure we'll come something else for uh, the Rebels podcast. So That yeah. sounds good. That's... I'm going to send in my questions, so you guys better answer them. Always. Yeah, so the first episode will be live on the 26th of September, two wow. days after. That's right, about a 45-minute episode, I believe, right? Yeah. yeah. So cool. we'll be into that yeah, 20 to 45-minute range, Nice, give or take. The first one's probably going to be a little longer as we explain a bit of the format, yeah. what we want to do, and we also have a two-parter episode to go through and maybe recapping a bit from season two yeah. and doing a little bit of predictions as to what we think is going to happen throughout the whole season and then see where we land on the other side of that. Yes. Nice. So that's our big exciting news for the new room is expanding, evolving. Oh, yeah. We got something new coming down the pipe, but again, I just want to remind you guys: it's going to be on the same nerd room feed. It's not going to be a nerd room episode, so it's not going to be labeled as such. It'll be labeled clearly as a Star Wars after show. Our title is yet to be determined yet, but we'll be coming up with that presumably before we drop the episode. Yeah, and this won't be like a comic book crossover where you have to listen to both of them in order to get what's going on in the main <laughs> one, and you don't have to pay for two different podcasts. So it's two great podcasts for the price of one. Exactly. <laughs> Super easy to follow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Is there any other guilty pleasures that you guys are looking at for September? September 29th, Grey's Anatomy. Yes. Oh. This show is going down. ABC, one of their, <laughs> another one of their prime shows along with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Okay. Uh, yeah, Grey's Anatomy. Um, the last two seasons have kind of been a drop since uh, Patrick Dempsey yeah, has left the show. Mm-hmm. But uh, we'll see what they, they bring to the table. New relationships and yep. new uh, hospital drama. So... Nice. Anatomy, keep it locked. Yeah, I have to admit, I also do watch yeah. Elephant. There you go. Yeah. It stepped up and took the place at ER as the premier hospital drama on TV. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Another one of my favorite comedies is New Girl. New Girl's great. I've yeah. fallen on Netflix. I've got to get back into that. Yeah, so yeah. it debuts on Tuesday, September 20th as well. Oh, so What's the network on that one? I think it's Fox. Okay. So yeah, that's another one to watch out for because it's, it's a lot of fun. It's something yeah. that you can kind of turn your brain off. The cast is great. Yeah, and Winston. Yes, kills Winston's me. fantastic. Yes. He was in Barbershop, The Next Cut. Which oh, is, I heard he's good at that. Yeah, fantastic <laughs> nice. movie. Nice. Yes, the guy who plays Schmidt is also hilarious. He's hilarious. Yeah, so good. Yeah. So there's some nice guilty pleasure shows. Nice. And it's something you can turn your brain off a bit. And, you know, we do focus a lot on comic books, Star Wars, and all that here. Yep. 
in our whole lives, but sometimes it's nice to be like, okay, I can sit back and just watch a comedy, just watch yes. something different. And that's mm-hmm. why watching something like How to Get Away with Murder or Grey's Anatomy even, it's it's nice turn off from the comic book world from the yeah. movie world yeah. to just watch something different exactly. and i do enjoy that even though it's heavily dramatized <laughs> and serialized and soap operas almost right yeah. yeah but that's sometimes what you have to do to disconnect a bit yeah. Definitely agree. so sometimes you need to disconnect from your disconnect yeah <laughs> <laughs> well put that's that so there's also this show called atlanta so that's coming out on September 6th on FX. So it's already aired, actually, I guess. Okay. And it's Donald Glover's new show. Okay. Nice. And it's kind of half chronicling what he did as becoming a rapper. And it's following him with a buddy of his that has like this mixtape and he really likes. And so it's kind of following on. I get a little bit out of this empire thing where we yeah. do have the, the record label and all that. But I think this is more a small time, more of like say like an upcoming Eminem sort of thing cool awesome and so I'm interested just to check it out just to see how Donald Glover is in it because I did really enjoy him in The Martian yeah and Community he's yes. Community and he's yeah. going to be in Spider-Man Homecoming exactly. as well nice yeah that's a cool concept that seems to be a niche right now is this, this music business yes uh, Power yeah. and Empire um, The Get Down on Netflix yep all these Nashville. kind of series Nashville and the other one uh, Scorsese did oh I don't uh, know vinyl yeah vinyl, okay, vinyl. Yeah. So this music industry thing seems to be a big big niche right now right nice. so uh, definitely gonna have to check that one out that's yeah. on sci-fi eh? fx fx sorry yeah, yeah. why would it be on sci-fi <laughs> you never know you never know <laughs> whatever that <laughs> so stepping into october 2016 here so debuting that first monday the third is another one of the shows that i really enjoyed the last couple of years is scorpion Okay. So this follows around a team of geniuses, and they go on these ridiculous missions. Okay. And it's just it's the writing, the way that they're able to come up with the concepts and tie in real you know math and physics and all that. And the cast is great. There are a bunch of outsiders, outcasts that are basically these genius level people that yeah. have no social skills, and you're integrating them with people that do have like these social skills. And it's also what's his name from Terminator Two. Robert Arnold something. Oh, T1, the T-1000? Yeah, the, okay. character, the guy that plays Plays him. the T-1000. Oh, yeah, he's okay. in this. And he's fantastic in it as well. So it's a really great show. So Take another drink. Nicole, <laughs> <laughs> <Mikel laughs> he's fantastic. <laughs> then also debuting Tuesday, October 4th, coming out of the DC TV universe. All these CW shows are debuting about a month later than everything else. Oh, okay. So it kicks off with Flash. Yeah. Yeah. I know, Troy, you're a big Flash Big watcher. time. The Scarlet Speeder, man. Yeah. What can I say about this show? Season two was great. Season one was also awesome as well. Um, going into season three, we got the Flashpoint universe going on. That's right? the awesome. Time. It's, it's going to be massive. And we got Supergirl is showing up in this. Um, did you hear the... Sorry to interrupt. Did no, you sorry. hear the rumor that they're going to do a musical episode? I did hear about that. That's the next one I was going to bring up. Directed by Josh, Josh Whedon. Whedon. Yeah. yeah. How cool is that, right? Wouldn't that be something? Yeah, you know what? Going back to Grey's Anatomy, they did it. It's it pretty entertaining. So <laughs> I'd like to see how that's going to work. I know Grant Gustin, and I believe Supergirl as well, they both have a musical background. Yeah. Grant, Grant Gustin was in Glee. On Glee, yeah. Right? Yeah, and so the girl who played Supergirl was in Whiplash. So. Yeah, exactly. So uh, they can totally pull that off. Looking forward to it. Uh, it's a big change up. This show does such a good job of giving you a new status quo, much like Agents of Shield every every season. Yeah. So um, it gives you engaged. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Right. It's not the same thing, which is seems like that they've had this problem with Arrow. Yeah. Which debuts the next night on yeah. CW, which was once like the corner piece yeah. of the <laughs> of TV universe. universe, right? Yeah. yeah. And apparently, I don't watch the Arrow that, but just from yeah. the stuff I was reading, the season finale of season four, I believe, yeah, was not really well received. 
No, season four's finale. So you get all the nukes in the air, and he's fighting, yeah. what's his name, from... Damien Dark. Yeah. Yeah. And apparently it just ended. It was, I guess he becomes some sort of interim mayor. There's no seed for the next season, where you see shows like Flash and Legends of Tomorrow yeah, yeah. kind of leading you into and making you interested in it. Yeah. Where apparently Arrow, and again, I didn't watch this from what I read, yeah. it ended with kind of just this ending that was like, okay, we could never pick this up again. I wonder, <laughs> I wonder if that's in the case if they thought they weren't going to pick it up yeah. again. Oh, maybe, maybe. just leave it that way. Because yeah. if, for the last two seasons, season four and season three were not well received at all. Season two was incredible. Season mm-hmm. one was great as well. I think they're having a really hard time with their characters, especially always changing the Arrow team. Yeah, a lot yeah. of nerves you don't really care for. The, the best thing they ever had it was when it was just Diggle and Arrow himself. Even Felicity. But Felicity was kind of like the... Um, Lois Lang character this oh, season, yeah. you, you know the character that's always kind of causing drama between um, the boyfriend girlfriend situation. Uh, stirring so, shit up. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Whereas Flash does such a good job with giving you the same characters but in different roles. So this season we're gonna have Cisco like a rich guy because the universe has been different, right? And um, and has that ever been done in a comic book TV series where they've completely gone with a totally different timeline and all the characters are different characters same characters yeah. but have totally different lives no 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 that's so great right? yeah. it's so awesome how they do that right yeah. I mean, even last season we got to see caitlin become this evil villain which was uh killer frost which oh, is cool. originally who she is in the comics right yeah. so they do such a cool job doing that and i just i can't give enough praise for the show flash is just great if you're not watching it gotta check it out it has a lot of the cool you know universe building and changing alternate universes and all that stuff and you know they gave a supergirl out of the yeah. show in a yeah. way right bring it to the cw and it's uh it's on crave tv it is on crave yeah. and i also heard legends of tomorrow is as well but i can't confirm that yeah, I'm not too sure. You know, I have it all on my PBR Legends tomorrow, but I just didn't get the time to, no. to catch up with so it. So that debut is the following Thursday on the 13th of October. Okay. So again, this is another one that they, they seem to have seeded quite a bit from the coming of the first season. I yeah. watched the first couple episodes. Yeah. I was okay with it, but then I really didn't follow up on it. Right. And I think it comes down to investment in that universe. Yeah. It's interesting yeah. hearing from you, Troy, a guy that's heavily invested in Flash, yeah. enjoyed parts of Arrow, yeah. but still couldn't get into Legends mm-hmm. of Tomorrow. And so I don't know if this universe has gotten too big to follow because you're looking at now a Supergirl, four yeah. different TV shows exactly. on top yeah. of everything else that you watch. Yeah. It's great to see such a broad-spanning universe being built Yeah, yeah. In, in a TV series. Right. And I really like that. And that's one thing I miss that Marvel doesn't have. They do have the Netflix series, mm-hmm. but at the same time, all we have is Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. 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 Definitely agree. Mm. Yeah, no, CW, you got to give it up to them, man. They, they have some good creative teams going on back there, and I'm really excited to see Supergirl now, yeah. especially with uh, Superman coming yeah. up. I hope he doesn't take away the spotlight too much from her, but maybe we'll get our own spin-off Superman TV show. And that's yeah. very much possible that we're going to get this a Superman or whatever, a Man of Steel TV series. I'm right. cool with that because there's that Krypton series coming. Yeah, yeah. sci-fi. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know when that debuts. Yeah, but sure. I think even if it's casting right yeah, now. or if they even shot a pilot, so it might be something that comes later in 2017. Yeah, so I don't know if it's going to be tied to this or if they're going to have hints I at think Supergirl. It's tied yeah. actually to the Ooh. cinematic universe. Oh, yeah. is it? Yeah, because originally that was the Whisperers, right? It's meant to be focused on the Krypton we were introduced to in Man of Steel. But I heard actually that Man of Steel Two will start with if it Brainiac is the villain. This is one of the ideas that has been floating around. You know, this this could be 100% bullshit, but... Uh, so I heard that if Brainiac's going to be the villain of Man of Steel 2, it'll start as, like, a prequel back in Krypton where, like, Zod and Jor-El are trying to stop Brainiac from bottling Kandor. So they're actually, like, portrayed as good guys at the beginning, as Zod is. And then, like, they don't succeed, and then Brainiac goes, and then it starts from, like, 
modern day Earth. So I like that. Yeah, that'd be such a cool idea. So. I like that because a lot of people loved Krypton. Yeah, in that movie. You know, it took me for surprise when I uh, uh, watched Man of Steel. I was like, what the heck am I watching? Like, am I watching Avatar? But uh, it's grown on me. The more I've watched it, the more I like the Krypton scenes. So we also have Supergirl debuting. I haven't seen much about it, but I've heard some good stuff. I saw the first episode, and I liked it. I just never followed up with it, but it's something that I may pick up and uh, watch. Probably going to be integrated into the CW proper timeline with the Flashpoint universe Mm -hmm. going on, right? I think they have a big cross-up going on between all four shows. Which is really cool. It's going to be like a four... Four part crossover episode that yeah. spans each individual series. Yeah. Like, oh, I, yeah. like loving continuity. Oh, yeah. And seeing something like that. That's yeah. incredible it's that they're able so to pull cool. that together. So cool. Sure. Especially season one of Flash when they first did the uh, team up between Arrow and Flash. It yeah. was some of the best television I've seen in a long time at mm-hmm. that point. So I can't wait to see Supergirl in the mix. That's awesome. Maybe get somebody from Legends of Tomorrow. Ooh. We'll see. Yeah. Legends yeah, of Tomorrow can show up anywhere because they have the time travel. Exactly. Yeah. Right? They've even had episodes where they've had uh, like the future Arrow where it's like yeah. Arrow, one of, I think it's Diggle's son or somebody is like the new arrow oh go that really deep to the future uh-huh. right and that's so cool and i think they even did one when green arrow has like the metal arm where the oh the, no the way no, arm, no right? way so they, they're doing some pretty cool things in that oh show. that's so cool yeah it kind of reminds me of tgif when they had that giant crossover you know when it was in its heyday with boy meets world step by step, step, by step yeah. and uh sabrina family matters, family matters yeah. and they had that one crossover episode on halloween when they all so made an cool. appearance you know, Sail on the cat show up yeah he came up in Boy Meets World. They nice. need to bring back TGIF. Then I would go back to TV in a heartbeat. If TGIF comes back, ABC, you have my viewership. And one Saturday morning. Oh, yeah. we need Saturday mornings. Oh, yeah. yeah. Recess. Oh, my goodness. Yes. <laughs> so much yes. Regrets. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of cartoons, do you guys watch the cartoon Rick and Morty? I have not, but I've heard nothing but good things about it. So what's that all about? So excellent cartoon. is made by the guy who actually did Community. Oh, okay. Dan Harmon. And so it's about... It's actually... The pilot was based off of um, Back to the Future. Oh. Doc and Marty. Doc and Marty. So um, what they did actually was they changed it. And so it's uh, Grandpa and his grandson. And the grandpa's like this super genius. So they go on all these intergalactic adventures across the universe. And they spoof a lot of popular culture. Like they did a Purge episode where it was a whole bunch of cat people that were like purging people. And then... Um, Rick and Morty are there watching it and then they interact and you know they did one about uh, David Cronenberg and the famous Canadian horror director and it's uh, all the people turn into these like horrible monsters and then they have to you know fix that and stuff so it's a really good sci-fi show it has a lot of um, popular culture references it's funny as all hell um, great stories actually surprisingly a lot of heart and um, the girl from Roseanne who played um, Becky is actually the voice of the mom so anytime a Roseanne actor is involved, that's a win for me. So yeah, check it out. It's on Cartoon Network. I don't know when it comes out. It's such a strange gauge for what you like. <laughs> Roseanne was by far one of the top five greatest sitcoms of all time. Roseanne's in the show? Count me in. No, not Roseanne, but uh, Becky the daughter. Becky the daughter. She's also in, you might know Scrubs, that show. I know Scrubs, another yeah. hospital show. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, yeah. but yeah, no, Rick and Morty is a great cartoon. I mean... It's pretty much like all the stuff we talk about, science fiction and nice. like fantasy and all that kind of stuff they touch on. So, and a lot of popular culture references. So, check it out. It's on Cartoon Network now. You can probably PVR it. There's only been two seasons, and each season only had maybe six episodes. Oh, so, super quick to catch up. And it left on a quick, uh, left on a great cliffhanger. So, I'm really excited to see season three come back. So, Rick and Morty. 
Well, yeah. Speaking of cartoons, we might get um, Young Justice season three. I heard yeah. on Netflix they, they might get it, which would be huge because Young Justice season one and two was incredible. It's basically um, Teen Titans, yes. right? So uh, hopefully that happens. A lot of cool characters that we never had before on TV, like Blue Beetle. We had Nightwing. We Aqualad. had Aqualad. Yeah, Black Manta. Yeah, and Black he's Manta. Done so well in that, right? Yeah, yeah. So definitely bring that back. The one thing I will say about cartoons is I was so disappointed when Avengers Earth Mightiest Heroes got taken out for like the oh, new version. So good. Yeah. That to me is the best representation of the Avengers on TV. It's so good. That Such and good uh, Spectacular Spider-Man. They yeah. canceled both of those around the same time yeah. to Disney make way for over. yeah the yeah. Ultimate Spider-Man and Avengers yeah. Assemble. And if you're like, ever looking drop. for a way to drop into Marvel Comics, watch the first season of... Avengers or Smitty's. Yes. yes. It does all your introductions of your characters. Yeah. And it's almost, it takes elements from Bendis' run yeah. as far as the breakout and all that. And it takes elements from the original comic run. Yeah. yeah. As far as building the Avengers, integrating so Black good. Panther, Ant-Man, yes. the whole Hank Pym story. Yeah. All the, the new Avengers line. Yes. Bring yes. Them Luke oh Cage and all that. Oh, yeah. At one point, and what's really cool is the start when they have all the team and as the team grows, yeah. you see Yeah. Them. I'm going to go back and rewatch it's that. It's such so a great theme song. They even have like, a Fear Itself little segment yep. going on where they go to Asgard and upgrade yep. their weapons. Oh, Secret yeah. Secret Invasion. Yeah, yeah, right? Oh, the Secret Invasion with Captain America, yeah. that, oh, that so cliffhanger sweet. ending. Yeah. Oh, it's not on Netflix anymore, though. It's no. not on there. I'm going to have to just buy the whole thing. Yeah. I have anyways. season two. I don't have season one. They did something stupid where some of them are season one, part one, and season one, part two. And some of them are just season one, the whole thing. Uh-huh. So I don't know why they did that, but I hate when they do that. Just release the whole season in one. Sometimes I think what they do is they release like the fall premiere, uh, and then there's a gap, and then they'll release the winter premiere. Yeah. Later. It's just a way to get you to pay more. Absolutely. Going even more weird, though, if you watch Avengers Assemble, they take little bits yeah. from Earth's Mightiest Heroes. Some of as it's the like all the same actor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so I don't know if it's connected, but it can't be because the story's completely different. But they yeah. do try and connect from that universe in some storyline. Such a great show. Weird. I mean, we need to go back. I mean, to me, that's on par with the classics like the X-Men's, the Batman, the yeah. animated series. That's one of the best TV it's cartoons. Yeah. It's great, they, but I'm telling you, go out there and check Spectacular Spider-Man. If you, yeah. if you want a good representation of Spider-Man, it's an incredible show. It's so much better than the Ultimate Spider-Man what we got. So awesome! Yeah, I think we should do a uh, we should do an episode where we talk about Earth's Mightiest Heroes, just like a retrospective. Definitely. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, cut me down. Um, do you guys? You guys, I know you guys aren't really into horror, but with Halloween coming up, you know October, the leaves are changing, air is a little bit cooler. You know things are a little bit creepier this time of year, and we got the American Horror Story. Excellent TV show with uh, Lady Gaga in it. It's groundbreaking. It's one of the best horror shows. And I'm actually surprised with how much they can get away with on TV. It's on FX Fox, I think. Great show. Check it out if you're into horror. The last season, it had a kind of a dip in quality. but So each season is like based on something completely unconnected. So um, this season they haven't shown too much, but I highly recommend you check it out. And as well, American Crime Story. They did last season the O.J. Simpson trial. Oh, yes. Right. Um, this season, I think it's about Katrina. I think it's the same actor, so they do a great job, so check that out as well. So the last comic book-type series that we're getting in this fall is The Walking Dead. Right. Yes. Debut's October 23rd. Now, I'm a whole season behind Me here. too, so please don't spoil this. <laughs> yes, as well so, as Fear of the Walking Dead, I'm behind. Yeah. So I'm not going to spoil I'm not going to talk about anything here, but this is a immensely popular TV show. Big. This is something yes. that I've made a point of, okay, I have to just go and binge watch it at mm-hmm. some point. Some of it's hit and miss, but you have to watch 
last season, and this is not one of those TV series where you have to watch everything. You can't jump into this. No, no. You have no idea what's going on. <laughs> yeah, I agree. So, And I think they're starting to wade into unknown territory here a bit. You're kind of getting really close to where the comic books are, as far as I know. Okay. And so it'd be interesting to see how this is taken through the next couple of seasons, and if they actually do end it prior to or along with maybe a comic book series run. This thing can go forever. I remember when I this show first started, I picked up the comic book, read the first volume, watched the TV show, and then I knew what was going on and it spoiled the ending for either season one or season two. So I'm like, nope, I'm done with the comic. I'm just going to watch the TV show. And once that ends, then I'll pick up the comic book. Did the exact same thing. Yeah. I was exact like, wait, same. Shane dies? <laughs> Spoiler. Yeah, man, I've, only watched, I've only watched the first four episodes. Yeah. Really? Yeah, but it's all good. Oh, I, I up on it. But I, I love the show. The show, from what I've seen, is great. I just, I just didn't get enough time to keep watching it, but I really liked what I saw. Shane dyes his hair. <laughs> it dyes his hair blonde, and I was like, "What the hell, Shane?" And it becomes the Punisher. Yeah. So that's that's one point that you know it's it's nice to talk to is that watching TV. A lot of these TV shows is time management. Is how do you fit all this in in a week? Exactly. Including recording now two podcasts, yeah. <laughs> editing all this other stuff. And trying to do collecting oh, and comic yeah. book reading. And yeah. time management is a huge thing it's for being tough. a nerd, right? Especially yeah. with Final Fantasy XV, the video game's coming out in like yeah. two months. I got to play that game too. <laughs> I got DC Online to play too. Yeah. And wives and stuff. It's like, how do you manage every all this time? It's like, I need almost like a month to myself yeah. just to catch sleep. up. Yeah. You know, like when you're in a job interview and they're like, can you please explain how you're good at time management? Be like, well, I'm a nerd and I have these two podcasts and I listen to com- or read comic books and I watch all these TV shows. Like shit, you got the job. <laughs> it's a, I find it's all about segregating because this time of year I'm always huge into Star Wars and my Marvel stuff lags a bit because yeah. you're not having the movies that are coming out in July and all that and mm-hmm. you know Star Wars picking up in December so I'm really into like Force Friday coming down the pipe here but then also yeah. you're supplementing with Luke Cage yeah. and you're trying to fit in Doctor Strange and then all your comic books Civil yeah. War two trying to yeah. keep up with Rebirth a bit <laughs> oh yeah it's just mental it's, like, it's yeah. tough. stuff and then the DC. TV universe, yeah, it's like it's so much it's, stuff. It's, it's crazy. There's some video game news dropping. I think uh, Tokyo Game Show exhibits coming out pretty soon too, or nice. it just dropped this week. There's so much to cover, right? It's, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah. So at the top of the episode, I asked you guys. I said, "What keeps you in your seat in front of your cable television box, in front of your DVR, yeah, and not going to pure subscription services? Like just saying, I'm going to Netflix just for the Marvel shows." I'll watch old TV shows and catch up on the other ones online. Yeah. Out of the shows that we talked about, specifically the comic book ones, which ones are keeping you paying your $100 cable bill? Well, I guess um, kind of like Sanjay Sports. Sports yeah. is one of them for sure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Grey's Anatomy and the CW lineup. I, I really yeah. like uh, what I get from CW. Nice. So, uh, and uh, I guess the Cookie, cookie Network as well. Yeah. The cookie Network, <laughs> There's nice. always room for me to improve my cooking skills. Are you a Guy Fieri fan? Gordon Ramsay. Gordon Ramsay. All day. Yeah? Yeah, I love his language. (laughs) (laughs) Sanjay. Well, you know, I'm going to say sports as well. Um, That's the one thing until they uh, put sports on subscription service. I heard Yahoo is streaming one of the NFL games live this year. Yahoo's still around? Yeah. I'm in Yahoo Fantasy Fantasy League. Oh, cool. We just won my first week. Any given Sanjay is my team name, so uh, cheer for me in fantasy. Um, I think it's like a game between Jacksonville and Cleveland, so no one's going to watch it anyways, but they're going to stream it. As well, Rick and Morty, um, American Horror Story, and um, because, you know, I'm not the only one at my house, my wife is a huge HGTV fan, so she loves Home and Garden Network and all those home improvement shows. 
which really sucks for me because then she's like, oh, on Home and Garden Network, like, they can, like, make this. It looks so easy. And I'm, like, so bad with tools and stuff. So I'm just like, yeah, that does look easy. And I had to, like, Google how to do, like, change a light bulb. So uh, I should probably start watching that because it might be handy as a homeowner. <laughs> how to start your lawnmower. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, mine didn't start last oh, week. Oh. So if you guys have any tips out there, share my way. Yeah. So keep reefing on it until it starts. <laughs> Okay, so it doesn't look like or sound like you guys are really looking to change. Maybe supplement with a subscription service, but not so much change from your traditional TV Yeah, I, I think, you know, when you mentioned the Game of Thrones, the yeah. HBO, I think yeah. I, that's definitely something I'd hop onto because winter is coming. Yeah. And I can't oh. wait to pick up on that show. So Nice. Yeah. So I'm kind of in the same boat as you guys. There's a lot of shows here, particularly the comedies and Age of the Shield that keep me coming back to television. And also there's that idea, that concept of, I like sometimes just having something on in the background. Yeah. yeah. Whether it's HGTV, whether it's random episode of Big Bang Theory that I've seen 40 times, doesn't matter. I like having that ability to go to the TV and watch it. Sports for me, I do enjoy hockey once in a while, and but a lot of the time I think I use sports as a way to connect with some of my other peers, <laughs> my other friends. Because a lot of them aren't really into Star Wars the same depth that I am, right? Yeah. People will go watch movies but won't talk to it the degree that we talk to. Right. Yeah. And that's why we have this forum here, yeah. right? Yeah. But I'd have to agree that subscription services are going to come a thing. I think everyone needs to get on board with yeah. them. And we have Netflix. We did have Show Me for a while. I'm looking at maybe getting Hulu because they're potentially doing a runaway series, Marvel. Right, Can you even yes. get it in Canada? I don't know, but I'm sure if they start to open up into doing much broader spanning television series yeah. with Marvel included, they're going to have to open up to the wider. There to. are some that are US only, some mm -hmm. series, but the others I think are maybe more global. I'm not sure about that yet. Okay. One of the other things I do like on TV, and you did mention just having something on in the background is... The movie channels, whenever they just show random movies, and then you're just like, oh, yeah, I totally forgot about that movie. And then it forces me to go back and rewatch it. Like, Terminator was on the other day, so I just ended up sitting and watching the last, like, hour of that. So nice. that's another thing. Do you have a tendency, if a movie's on TV, like, Independence Day is on TV. I have it on Blu-ray. Yeah. I will sit there and watch the full oh, yeah. commercial yeah. Yeah. Cut Oh, yeah. 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 Independence Day and not come down and just oh, turn on yeah. Blu-ray. <laughs> There's two movies that do that for me. The Shawshank Redemption. Of course. And Goodfellas. Those yeah. two nice. movies right there just, just kill me. I, I do like, though, when they do, like, show a movie and then they have, like, intermissions and they have people, like, introduce the movie and then they say, like, little tidbits That's throughout cool. the movie. I like that. Yeah, they need more of that. It's kind of Usually they'll do that when, say, they did it when Jurassic World came out. They had, oh, they were yeah. showing the Jurassic World or Jurassic Park trilogy on TV. Nice. They had Chris Pratt coming on halfway in between the different oh. uh, movie, in between the commercials and all that. And saying, you know, this is what we did on the set of Jurassic cool. World. And kind of promoting it as the movies on TV. Nice. Oh, yes. They kind of had like a Jurassic Park special going on. Nice. nice. Kind of like what Storm did for X Men Apocalypse, if you yeah. saw it in theaters. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If, if you saw that movie. Yeah. Please like her movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Please like it. Well, it's one tour. You guys just go on your internet and you're taking part. It's just like it. We had a very big green screen doing this movie. Yeah. So Very us. quickly, uh, I was actually on this forum and they're talking about Jurassic Park and. Um, the young people, the millennials, were debating saying Jurassic World was the best Jurassic Park. Mm -hmm. And us old folks were all saying, nope, Jurassic Park, like the first one, is the best one. So it brought up an interesting debate that I think we should have later on in a future episode about the Jurassic Park films. You also fought in that same debate with the prequels versus the original trilogy in yeah. Star Wars. Some people so actually like the prequels more. Millennials oh, yeah. that grew up with Star Wars. And you get the Gen Xers, Gen Ys that grew up with the original trilogy. And you see that same generational gap. Is It's what you grew up with. What you know as Star Wars is the prequels. When you're 95 plus being born or whatever a millennial is. 
2000s, I guess, <laughs> and versus someone that was born in the 80s or 70s or whatever, and you do see that generational gap, and then you have us that are kind of born in that middle time, yeah, where it's you're you're walking that fine line of a you're not quite a millennial, you're still a Gen Y or I guess yeah. or whatever we are, and you're you're playing both sides yeah. almost, you're anticipating yeah. exactly, right? yeah. yeah. Anyways, guys, it's been an absolute pleasure talking about fall TV and what's coming down the pipe as far as comic book TV shows and everything else that we're looking forward to here. So I just want to plug it one more time. Our Star Wars Rebels After Show podcast is going to be dropping on the 26th, Monday, two days after the debut of Star Wars Rebels. It's going to be a weekly podcast. We're going to be talking about Star Wars Rebels, reviewing, recapping, rehashing all the episodes, talking about what we saw, what we thought, how we thought about it, and also talking so much Thrawn. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a good month of Star Wars, right? Is, We've got is. Force Friday, Rebels, and our after show coming up. Exactly. What channel is what Rebels ask on? For? Disney XD. Yes. Same channel as Girl Meets World. There you go. Which we were talking about before this episode. So that's another good show. So, Well, not really. Yeah. But... Better than Boy Meets World? Probably Hell not. no. <laughs> you know how we talked about the millennials versus us? Yeah, no. Boy Meets World crushes Girl Meets World. <laughs> That's another wedding I wanted to go to, Depending and Quarries. Oh, yes. Whoa. That would have been, oh, that been awesome. That would have been Fantastic. awesome. Oh, yeah. Anyways, guys, if you'd like to get a hold of us, you can always get us at hashtag enter the nerd room. If you'd like to give us some feedback, comments, whatever you like, we're looking for people to integrate into the show and become more of a community here at the nerd room. So you can also find the podcast on YouTube now. And if you want to get a hold of us via Twitter, our handles are at the end of the episode. Guys, as I said, it's been a pleasure. I had a blast. Always. I'm not going to even hide my feelings. I had fun today. Good. Excellent. With the sunglasses and all. It's <laughs> <laughs> coming, Bob Dylan. For the Nerd Room, I'm Tim. I'm Sanjay. I'm Troy. And thank you for entering the Nerd Room. It's not like a cat. Like a, like a cat that's like being shaved. Like not even like against its will. It's just like whatever, but it's kind of scary. It's like... Where does your mind go? We have to nowhere. Anyway. Speed. We... R. Oh. Don't forget to subscribe and rate and review us on iTunes. You can find our hosts Tim, Sunday, and Troy on Twitter at TheNerdRM1912Podcasting and Troy, the boy 87 <laughs>